0: Welcome to another exciting episode of Pet Food Alpha. We are the podcast bringing you the biscuit on all the latest Final Fantasy XI news, community, and more. My name is Stake, and joining me uh, this evening, in lieu of Fusion X, I've got Bursty, once again, from the Ragnarok server. Say hello, sir. Hello. Uh, you may or may not know, but Fusion X is on a pilgrimage to los angeles where he is meeting with the uh the folks over there at square enix to ask him some questions about another mmo that we know and love final fantasy 14 and apparently he's having a really good time because he's hardly uh he's hard he's hardly been in communication at all except to go check it out look at the picture but anyways, I hope if you're it,
1: interested, I'm sure you can follow him on Twitter. Yes, at Derg. You, you know, it's kind of
0: funny because if you follow Fusion on Twitter, nothing on Pet Food Alpha that he says will surprise you at all. Like, or anything in general. Like, if he he'll talk about something that he did really cool in 14, and you'll be like, "Nope, I already knew that." Yeah. You know, I follow you on Twitter, so that's not that's not a big surprise.
1: I was sitting in the middle of class in university, and I got an update saying Raffle Derg played Final Fantasy XIV. <laughs> <laughs> Just yep. as an example.
0: <laughs> so I hope Fusion is having fun. I'm sure that he will join us uh, next week on PFA. Um, actually, now that now that uh, we can kind of use that to roll into the PFA news for a moment. Uh, You may or may not have noticed, once again, um, that there was not a PFA episode last week. And uh, the reason for that is because we kind of got together. And I I had been resisting this for a a long time now. um, Where, you know, we kind of came to the conclusion that there wasn't a whole lot of news coming out for Eleven. You know, there wasn't a whole lot of emails that we were getting from people out there. Um, And so what we decided to do, instead of having a weekly show, is we have decided to go to a bi-weekly show, where we are now um, kind of, um, you know, playing Leapfrog with Aetherite Radio, uh, the 14 show.
1: So some people may see this as a good thing, some people may see this as a bad thing. I'm I'm a little sad, I like to see my, my Pet Food Alpha on my iTunes every week, but... And, I think, you know, uh,
0: if things change, if things change, if things start picking up for 11 again, we could go back. You know, this isn't something that's set in stone. Uh, but for right now, it seemed like really the only course of action, seeing as how, you know, on one hand you've got 11, on the other hand you've got 14, and in the 11 hand you've got nothing <laughs> going yeah, on.
1: Not a whole lot of news, per se. I mean, actually... There's a little bit of news this week. A
0: little bit of news this in week. In
1: comparison to 14, it's kind of right. a little bit...
0: And it seems know. in general, and generally speaking, that 14 has lots and lots and lots of news and lots of stuff to cover and lots of stuff to go over. Um, we've kind of... And, you know, in addition to that, we're using the radio side to to do the live show for Right Radio as well. Um, we've decided that it would be kind of cool to kind of alternate between PFA and Aetherite Radio. Again, this was something that I was kind of resisting for a while, because, you know, we've been doing PFA on a weekly basis for a little over five years now. Um, And, you know, with with PFA, even though they're, you know, they're always... There hasn't always been news every single week. We've always kind of been able to get by and at least have some kind of in-game discussion or something, you know, a discussion about... Uh, something that was going on, or something. We've always been able to come up with something, um, but as of as of late, I mean, the last episode that we produced, it was just like you know, lack of news, lack of community, lack of more. <laughs> you
1: know, it was like it was lack better. of everything. <laughs> um,
0: and so that it kind of saddens me to have to do that, but um, it was just it seemed like. Um, it was the right it was the right thing to do. So
1: appropriate time.
0: all right, and it'll kind I of give think. us a little bit more to talk about on each show. Um, you know, the chances of having more news and more emails and stuff like that are higher with doing it every other week. So that's kind of what we're gonna do for now. You know, if things pick up for for eleven and going forward here, and you know, you never know. but uh, for now we're going to uh, we're going to alternate.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, look, too, I mean, uh, on the other end of the spectrum, you guys had uh, two episodes of Aetherite Radio this week, so... Right. You could easily get two episodes of PFA if there's some big news our way, right?
0: Uh, did you even did you listen to that Aetherite Radio?
1: Uh, it just got uploaded, I think, about an hour or two ago, so I haven't had a chance to yet.
0: Yeah, it was, uh...
1: Supposedly, it was- it's pretty epic.
0: It was pretty happening.
1: Yeah? But, uh...
0: We'll leave that for the 14 show. Ah, so let's talk a little bit about some news. Alright, so there's a couple bits of news. POL announced new Promi battlefields. So apparently for each of the uh, spires that we have there there's going to be a nifty new little little BC that you can do there. Uh, Obviously Hala, Dem, and Maya You've got uh, there's a, uh, a KS-30
1: that you yeah. can do in those. You trade 30 Kended Crests, and you will get a Phobos Orb, and then you'll get to enter at any level. The 15-minute time limit and 6 participants.
0: Sweet. And then there's one for Vazel that is a uh, ks 50 which uh, should be fun, too.
1: Yep, it uses a Deimos Orb and same sort of setup, so... You get to enter with six people, and it looks like um, it's basically a type of battle. I, I'm wondering, actually, if anybody's tried it, because I'm curious as to whether they used proking systems in it like they do with everything else. Right, right. Yeah. But uh, basically, players victorious in the battlefields uh, will receive items that may vary, in turn, be traded to uh, Shami to reclaim rewards so
0: yay good stuff hopefully
1: people that uh complete those battles and maybe get some neat rewards can uh throw that up on bragging rights so we can find out what people are getting from those
0: heck yeah hopefully they're pretty cool battles but this is definitely falls in the category of new old content you know what i mean
1: yep (sighs) throw into that recycling bin again (laughs) yeah
0: that, that goes in this pile yeah. Um, so that's that, but that's kind of cool, you know. Any anything that they can give us there, and maybe there's something really sweet. You know, maybe there's something epic in there. I don't know. But uh, it's hard to say, right? It is, you never know. <laughs> it is indeed hard to say. Um, okay, now this uh, this is kind of a, a little bit longer of a of a news post here, but they announced job adjustments are coming for Warrior, Scholar, and Thief. So I haven't really taken a whole, you know, uh, in-depth look at these. Can you tell me a little bit about what's going on with the, with the job changes there?
1: Absolutely. So warriors are going to be looking at uh, the maximum weapon skill power bonus granted by the ability restraint will be reduced. Gam- I guess, I guess um, yeah, warriors are too tough. I guess so. Uko's fury is doing way too much damage, so they got to reduce it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Scholar actually seems to be getting a little bit of love in this uh, in this adjustment. Uh, they're getting quite a few different things. Light arts will grant a bonus to the effect and duration of regen spells, mm-hmm. and on the opposite end of that, dark arts will grant a bonus to the effect and duration of helix spells.
0: Okay, so yin and yang there.
1: Yeah, so that's kind of neat. And Tabula Rasa will grant a bonus to the effect and duration of regen and and helix spells. So Tabula Rasa will negate recast times for light and dark arts. So, get a little bit of uh, enhancement there too. So I I guess they're trying to make it a little bit more versatile since uh, if you look at kind of what my friends have told me anyways because they play Scholar, I don't like it too much. Uh, But uh, my friends that play Scholar find that they uh, they aren't getting a lot of love since the ninety and eighty five caps, so they're starting to give them a little bit more. So they're a little bit more useful again. Uh, the learnable level of Regen three and Regen four will be adjusted, so hopefully they'll be able to use uh, both sooner. those a little bit sooner. Yeah. yeah,
0: hopefully sooner, sooner rather than later. Sooner I
1: rather than later. Of... I think that's mostly what they were looking at too, is they want to increase the uh, the spells that they get, so that they get a little bit more versatility. Right. Uh, It also says in here, in a a little footnote, that planned future adjustments call for the effect duration of these spells to vary by job level, starting at a shorter duration and gradually increasing to its original duration at level 60. level 60.
0: Okay, so that makes makes sense. That's in
1: reference to uh, MP cost and Helix spells. Okay. So, uh, the recast time for Modus Veritas will be adjusted and the effect duration of Climaform will be adjusted.
0: I don't even know what Climaform is.
1: (laughs) The only time I can ever remember Scholar being, like, really cool was when there was that little glitch. I think it was a year or two ago, and and it must have been more than a year ago, obviously. But um, when they were able to kill Absolute Virtue. Oh, yeah, using Modus. Modus Veritas. Yeah, Yeah. I
0: remember that. I remember it was like... (laughs) It was, Moroku was like, oh my gosh, you
1: guys, check it out.
0: And he was going over, he was going over the math with us. Me and was like, what are you talking about, dude?
1: <laughs> but yeah, that was cool. You needed to be a scholar to figure out the math. <laughs> That's right. Um, and then it looks like uh, all of the thieves who have been uh, crying and crying in the in the forums... And we'll talk a little bit more about sort of some of the other job adjustments that made it to the forums uh, later on in the show. But if you look at what they have here for Thief, melee weapon skills will have a chance of enhancing Treasure Hunter effectiveness. Huh. Now, a lot of people, I can tell you, if you've been checking out the dev forums, have been commenting on that. How most people, when they use a thief and they want to make some kind of damage they obviously use sneak attack and and a weapon skill together so they felt that it was a loss if they were to do this and not get treasure hunter effectiveness plus right so right thankfully now they get it uh the footnote there is to to always remember for a multi-part weapon skill like evisceration for example the calculation is only performed on the first hit so, uh-huh. look, you get a little bit of, of, uh, of a chance for luck there. I don't know if it's going to amount to you getting in more gear though cuz you got to proc something if you want gear, right? That this
0: is well, it in today's day and age. Yes, yes, you do.
1: Proc the red, proc the grello, proc the blue. Uh, weapon proc skills blue. used. Weapon skills used alone will grant the enhancement at the same rate as standard melee attacks. Okay? Gotcha. And then, weapon skills combined with sneak attack or trick attack will grant the enhancement at the same rate as melee attacks made but these abilities active. So, basically, they're just allowing people who use Thief and like to use their weapon skills to be granted a little bit more of a chance to get a, uh, the Treasure Hunter effectiveness enhancement. So, I'm sure that'll make a lot of people happy.
0: I agree. I mean, that's pretty cool.
1: There was Better than nothing. There was people actually. I couldn't I couldn't believe this, but they were getting into it with uh, the community rep about how they um, I did say about there. I didn't say a boot.
0: You you're close. You're like right in the middle. Yeah. Right in the middle.
1: He um boot. <laughs> yeah. A boot. <laughs> Where a boot? I don't know. <laughs> um but they were trying to get into it with the dev reps about how um I just did it there, didn't I? I? See? When you get me started, I have to do it. Uh, my Canadian roots are just coming out! Oh, I, I love
0: how you said at university earlier, too. That was that was yeah. pretty awesome. Yeah, At, the,
1: at Coolidge.
0: At university. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah. We have those instead of college. Well, we have colleges, too. It's just different. We're just different. Um... Anyways, they were getting into it the dev reps about um, how when you use your weapon skills, they don't show the little action for getting the treasure hunter effectiveness. You know how you get that little sort of uh, animation on the screen? Right. They were complaining that if they were to do this, which they've just announced that they're doing it now, obviously, that it wouldn't have the little animation on the screen. So how would they know that their treasure hunter effectiveness was increased? Hmm. The dev rep, I'm pretty sure he came back, and he said something to the effect of, like, how um, he, he just realized that that would take just as much time to implement in the game as doing this itself. So they said they didn't have the time for it.
0: Of course they did. <laughs> of course they did. So I was kind
1: of wondering, with Fusion being its Phoenix. Pre-
0: <laughs> oh my... Are you serious?! With him, a little...
1: with him being at Square Enix, I bet you he's probably found the small cubicle that the 11 team works in I know.
0: <laughs> There's, like, nobody at their desk. There's just, like, a, an empty cup of, like,
1: ramen noodles there. That's no, amazing. they have one of those little birds. Like, uh, you know, the Homer Simpson <laughs> on the Simpsons episode? The little bird that just dips its head down and hits the enter key? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what our team,
0: team is. That's what the 11 team looks like right now. Yeah. Oh, that's... Yeah, that'll that be fun
1: to ask him that. (laughs) For the next episode, anyways. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, What else do we have there? So there's job adjustments.
0: Yes, uh, what else do we have next on the list here? We've got uh, a harrowing harvest reunion. Uh, This is the annual uh,
1: Halloween event. Oh, yes. So all you people out there who need a polearm, To do procs in Abyssia, you better go get your polearm while you can.
0: Absolutely. The event starts uh, Tuesday the 18th, which is actually tomorrow, or today. Yep. I'll post the episode tonight, so it's tomorrow, the 18th. And it will uh, be over on November 1st.
1: So. So you'll get all your sweet treat candy and all the pumpkins that you could ever want.
0: Absolutely. So yeah, you get your get to do your trick-or-treating and your pumpkin head questing and your treat staff getting and all that good stuff and mobs will be kind of floating in the in the cities and should be cool. Yeah. Business as usual as far as the uh, the Halloween event goes. I don't think that there's anything new going on with it here.
1: I can still remember the first time I ever played at North American Launch. It was, I believe, right around this time of year. And uh, I just remember I was walking around the world of Vanitya one day, and there was nothing different happening. And then the next day I'm walking around in Bastok, and it happened to be that all this Halloween stuff was going on.
0: Yeah. The first day that I logged in to 11, there was... Uh, I'm sure you guys have all heard this a hundred times, but the first day that I logged in was... Uh, Uh, October 28th, 2003. And the Halloween event was going on. (laughs) And this was the release date for North America. And so we're like, what's happening? There's just... There's skeletons running around. This is crazy.
1: I think most MMOs do this, though, don't they?
0: Most... Most have something.
1: They have something for, like, the mean seasons, like Halloween and... Yeah. And Christmas... Christmas yep. is always good, too. It's true. It's true. Although I'm sure many people turn their music off uh, on their speakers at Christmas when they're walking around in Juno.
0: No way, man. It's good stuff, man. Okay. If
1: you say so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so that's the Halloween... Uh thing in a nutshell there's kind of a little narrative that you can kind of take a look at that's kind of cool and then the artwork as always is is pretty sweet
1: there so in other Halloween news check that oot yeah check it oot check it there's uh they're also just posted recently this week uh the pumpkin carving contest is back through zam
0: mm-hmm, so
1: um, awesome,
0: awesome, awesome stuff.
1: um I remember looking at the entries last year. they were pretty cool.
0: This is more exciting to me than the uh, actual Halloween event in the game <laughs> um, because I love <laughs> it when they release all of the you know the the winners and the uh, you know so I guess they've in the past i'm I'm pretty sure that they've released all of their entries yeah, I don't know if they do that every year or but anyways um it is amazing to me how talented some people are with carving pumpkins it is amazing to me at, at one point my wife was like i should make like a windurst flag out of a pumpkin i'd be like dude do it like if i try to yeah. carve a pumpkin it's a mess <laughs> like i just make a, a mess and i i cut myself you've
1: got I, uh you've got grade two pumpkin carving yeah, skills it's,
0: it's horrible it's horrible but some of these people can make Oh my gosh, it's so amazing what people can do with pumpkins. So the, the Pumpkin Carving Contest uh, is the same that it's been uh, in previous years. Uh, the grand prize winner for the Zam Pumpkin Carving Contest is a Shadow Lord statue. I think they've always done that. Have As, they? The, I think so.
1: Now that's the one that they actually sold from the Square Enix store before, right?
0: Yeah. The big yeah. one. And then uh you also get three months of Zam premium membership. The first place gets the Final Fantasy Eleven Original Soundtrack Plus album and a one month Zam premium membership. And the second place winner is the Final Fantasy Eleven mascot strap. Little thingy there.
1: That's <laughs> what <good>. is that?
0: <laughs> it's like the little uh isn't that the little like uh Kinda of, um one of those little thingies that you can get from the square next door? Little strap thing.
1: Like a little rubber band for your wrist?
0: No, isn't no. it like a it's like a isn't that like one of those little charm
1: thingies? <laughs> oh, I see what you're saying. I I'm
0: oh. pretty sure I have one at my office.
1: <laughs> Did you win second place in the pumpkin carving Uh-oh. battle?
0: No, someone gave it to me. Oh, yeah, someone someone gave it to me, but that's kind of it's it's still cool though. So yeah, well,
1: I mean, even to win something like that shows you got skill, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. And to win on this contest is is really cool because that means you really got uh, some skills with carving pumpkins. Because a lot of those entries
1: are amazing. And what it says here is, of course. Some of the obvious things people might want to know: limit of one approved entry per person, and they have their information on the Zam website. So if you load up uh, fxi.alakazam.com they'll have the link right on there. You can check out how to put your entry together.
0: There, that's a that's the mascot strap.
1: Oh, you you sent it to me. Yeah, you can. I see. It I see what you did here.
0: That's the. It's one of those little dealies.
1: I'm going to have to check this out now.
0: Check it out. Do it. Check, checking it out. Check it out. And take it with you to university.
1: <laughs> I don't go there anymore.
0: Okay. Um. So that's the Zam Parving... Par, parving?
1: <laughs> the Zam Parving... Uh, parving pet- the Festival. Tr-
0: ger. <laughs> 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 the pumpkin carving... Pumpkin carving contest. Awesome stuff there.
1: I think that's it for POL news.
0: I think that's it for POL news as well. So, that takes us into our bragging rights. And I thought I had that up there already, but I do
1: I do but I do not. I think I pulled it up here already. Oh yeah, I have it. There was only two. There was only on- two bragging rights. We'll have to like uh, we'll have to get um, maybe we have to like tweet it or something like that. The link for it again, because I think people lose it in the forums. They don't know where to find it.
0: We've it got two sorted backwards, isn't it? Is
1: I think one? it's like I think what happens is is it's dragon rights. There's one for each uh, for each game, right? Yeah,
0: I, I, I'm looking at it wrong, is what it is.
1: Oh, yeah. See, I'm at the I'm on third page. I got anything after October fourth? That was the last episode. So I got. Two here. Yeah. Year, yeah okay. Them... okay. V V V V V V V to the power of four. V V
0: V V. There's four. Okay. So he's got Raiders armlet plus one capped dagger skill on Thief. Woot! That's awesome. So now you can level dancer if you want to. Good job. Also got my first lunar. Not that I. Not that I endorse leveling dancer in any way. BT dubs. Uh, also got my first lunar abyssite. Awesome. Finally got the assault jerkin off Ose in Labyrinth of Von Zozo, which rocks, even situationally at level 95 on some jobs. I didn't know anybody really remembered that that was even there.
1: All right, VV VV said it right. Yeah. What I want you to post in your next bragging rights. Is how many times you killed Os before actually getting that drop. Right,
0: because you really have to look at, like, you know, the amount of time that you spent doing
1: that. <laughs> I know I've killed it more than 30 or 40 times, and I haven't gotten it.
0: No way. Yes. You're kidding way.
1: me. I used to go in there all the time because it used to be the best body to have on Dirk.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh-huh. We're talking a long time ago. but well, yeah, I know. <laughs> it used to be the best body to have on Dirk. And, um, I remember I used to go in there all the time and I used to get a couple LS mates because you needed a few people to kill it at the time too. This is a pretty tough NM. And, uh, I swear to you, I, I, like, this probably was about three summers ago. I spent, like, nights and days just camping that thing and I never once got the drop. Still to this day don't have it. Ugh, and well, then you my don't little really brother
0: it anymore. Like that's I don't ever see anybody wearing that thing anymore.
1: The worst though is, is um, everybody in my link shell has a little grudge against my little brother. Mm-hmm. He goes by the name Lil Bursty.
0: Lil Bursty, okay.
1: And uh, he manages to get drops like one for one on the most ridiculous of NMs.
0: So do I. So, do with the exception of Oss, I think I had to kill OS three times.
1: That's still really good odds, so. though. But, He's like, like, yeah. Too- we're, talking, we're talking he killed the um, uh, Lord on Zozo, like, you know, the uh, the Kraken that drops the fake Kraken Club. Yeah. Um, when he knew the cap was going to 80, he decided he wanted to get it for his, his Paladin. Mm-hmm. So he went down there. It just happened to have popped, and there was like a JP person who was like sleeping. (laughs) So he walked down there, walked right up to Lord of Onzozo, soloed it on his Paladin, I think Subdancer or something like that, and um, basically he ended up getting it one for one. Nice. So everybody hates him. He's just got crazy. I hate people like that that get crazy luck.
0: Dude, I got I'm one for one on Leaping Lizzie. And Valcrum Emperor. Ugh. And...
1: Emperor's my worst NM. Well, actually, not that it's... Well, I don't know. I used to cap it when, when the game first came out, because that was one of the only ways I figured out how to make gill.
0: Oh, you know what it is? Is I'm awesome with just regular NMs, but I'm terrible at
1: BCNMs. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I think everybody has dumb luck with BCNMs. Although one of the best ones, I forget which one it's... What's the specific name of it? Uh, it's the one with the three hekties.
0: Oh, yeah. Under Observation?
1: Under Obs, yeah. yeah. That's one of the best ones to do even still today because... Uh, really? Phalanx, yeah, Phalanx and uh, Utsusemi-ni are still worth like quite a bit on, I think, all servers.
0: Really? Huh.
1: Yep. We because used to, to go up there and do that. Tools. like, and
0: just we. I was in an all-pet shell and we would go up there with just three beastmasters Oh, that's the best just, way to do it. Too. We would just farm it and just do it over and over and over again. Just used to we always would just do, do it night, night and do an oh, uh, under observation
1: night. Yeah, and the nice thing about that is is if you split it amongst like the three people you go with, like just pool all the drops, everybody usually goes away with at least like well, I remember back in the day it was at least like 400k, but now it's probably well more than that. Really? Yeah, I'm going to uh, pull up right now what uh, Utsusemi is going for, just to tell you.
0: Because we used to bring everybody in the Link Show. Like, everybody would grab an orb oh, and really? go out there.
1: Oh, we, we would just take, like, three people would be like, okay.
0: No, I'm serious. We would do it all night long. <laughs> we would go up there, and we'd be like, all right, I'll go in with you and you, and we'll do yours, and
1: then... So, guess what uh, Utsusemi is going for. What's that? 1.4 mil. What? yeah that's what I'm telling you man that is like still he is 1.4 mil I don't even it, I think it used to be worth less than that okay Phalanx and now if you remember like pre-80 mm-hmm. what Phalanx is worth because I'm pretty sure on most servers it was worth about 10k right or 20K. it was it was like just like you'd NPC it you didn't even care to put it up on, on the right, off right. Notes. it's worth 800k now
0: what that's insane Oh yeah, we need to do some more UO. We need to bring back the UO knight. I used to toss those. Those phalanx scrolls. And then of
1: course... And then of course there's still the chance of getting a peacock charm. Which by all means I think is now the one that's worth the least.
0: Yeah, my wife... When it was worth like 3 mil, my wife got got that on her first ever BCNM when she went with us one night. I was like, what? And then she... She sold it and then gave me some money, so that was.
1: It's down. It's down to three hundred and fifty k now. <laughs> okay, nice. Although I still look at it, like I don't. I don't think there's really that many other items that have better stats than it. Well, there. Well,
0: I don't know. You've got like the headpieces that give you just but tons of haste
1: now. Depending on, I guess, like the job. Like I know I still use it on Corsair because there, there really isn't a better yeah. piece for for neck accuracy on Corsair.
0: That's right. Peacock charm is a neck piece. What am I even talking about? Stake, what are you talking about?
1: You're thinking like optical hat, I think. Uh, maybe. I don't know. We did have one other bragging, right? Go ahead. Seaver. Okay. He said straight up, rank 10 Sandy. Now what? Good
0: job.
1: That's pretty good, actually. To get rank 10 in Sandy, I think that'd be a pain.
0: My character that I've been playing with since uh, North America re- release is still not rank ten in any of the
1: missions. <laughs> See, I went through the trouble of doing Bastok, and I got to rank nine on Windurst. Mm-hmm. And after I got to rank nine, I just kind of was like, "Okay, I- I'm kind of tired of doing these missions now. They all seem like very repetitive."
0: You know, since we're talking about eleven and like the good old days. I've been playing some 14. I'm not going to lie. You ain't lying. 14. Okay. (laughs) So, you know, they just released in patch 1.19 the Chocobos. Yeah. Which are fun. You know, they're fun to play with. But, like, the animation for the Chocobos in 14 is so awkward and choppy. Yeah, not like it is in eleven, where it's like smooth strides and really makes sense, you know.
1: Well, weren't they originally not thinking of putting the chocobos in the game like that way?
0: I, I think you're right. In the it, at first, they were talking about you know chocobos having other purposes other than just being a horse, you know. But like it, it's re- in fourteen. It's really like riding on top of a broken lawnmower. It's really like it's (laughs) terrible. And it it, it's like, wow, they really got that right in eleven with the
1: Chocobos. Well there was chocobos from the get go, wasn't there? Right. Well yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean you had to get to to twenty and get your your license, I remember that, before you could ride it, but I mean The motions in eleven are
0: smooth, long strides and it really feels like 're just in 14 you're just going slow it's like you feel like you're going slow you're going only a little bit faster than you would be if you were walking I think or running or jogging yeah. or whatever it is you do in 14 but it re- it really feels like I don't know there's a lot of things in 11 that they just got just right like it was just right and some of these things are struggling with in, in this brand new you know, no limits, you know,
1: for now. a new game. <laughs> yeah,
0: so it's like, I hope they I hope they change that.
1: To well, me. I'm sure that's, that's one of the things that, you know, like if they did add that last minute kind of a thing, or it was a last afterthought, I'm sure it's going to, you know, as they're redesigning a lot of the other stuff in the game, I'm sure they'll work and fine tune that kind of stuff.
0: Right. So like Chocobo's in 14, Chocobo's in 11. I choose Chocobos in 11. They're better.
1: Greater than, less than.
0: Greater than.
1: 11 gets the greater than for Chocobo riding. It's true. Anything else you'd give the greater than to 11 for? I mean,
0: the Chocobos in 14 don't get me wrong. They're super cool. Like they've got armor on their like on their face and their beak and then like on their chest, they've got armor and on their legs. So kind of
1: like uh right like in in the past.
0: Right. And in fourteen, depending on which grand company you choose, your chocobo will have that grand company's flag on it. So you know, that's if cool. you're Limsa, you know, it's a red flag, and that's really cool. And then you know, so whatever, that's that's cool. But you're still, it's like
1: the animation is just so. See, that was always it's stuff just that fun. I always it's just thought just funky. It. It's just I always funky. thought with eleven, they should do that. They should have done that.
0: They let should people have. have
1: the opportunity to. You know, like when you do like chocobo breeding, like it's like basically as boring as watching paint dry on a wall. Right. It's just enter enter mashing, right? I always thought it would have been interesting with chocobo breeding if they would have let you do stuff like that where you get to, you know, customize your um, your saddle, customize like, you know, like insignia on the chocobo. Maybe you gets to wear like a, a banner that represents your link shell or something like that. You know, that kind of stuff.
0: Right. Yeah. Agreed. So
1: they shoulda, woulda, and maybe still coulda.
0: Maybe doubt it.
1: <laughs> they can't.
0: They can't put a little icon that tells you if you're, your your <laughs> treasure hunter is enhanced. Yeah, come on, guys. I come mean, we can ask.
1: Get asked fusion, but he might be standing by that cubicle for a while. <laughs> maybe to find out. There's just a sign on the desks
0: that say "out to lunch." Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, let's see. All right, we have a little dev tracker discussion that we're going to kind of talk about and that was uh,
1: switching speeds from uh the things that they don't do to the things that they now do do.
0: Yeah. Okay. So, let's talk about this. Apparently, there was a little post where they were talking about the 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 thought to instead of going to level 99 to going to 100.
1: And they actually held a entire um, well, it seemed like they did this on all the server or on all the uh, the forums, anyways, between uh, the different regions. And they held a little survey and they wanted to find out what people wanted most, whether they wanted to have level one hundred or whether they wanted to have level ninety nine. And uh, they actually had a controversial comment uh, that came from the community rep, and this is what he said: since many of the responses that were pro one hundred were looking forward to new abilities, new spells and new combinations that can be used when having a level 50 support job, etc. The development team saw this and realized that this is what is more important to players than the higher stats and whatnot, deciding it would be best to stick with 99. Mm. So basically, people were a little bit angry by reading that because they didn't like that the, uh, the dev team basically said, you guys are going to change the way you play the game, and we want you to play it a certain way, so we're going to keep it at 99. <laughs> <laughs> like, they they didn't say it in a in a as blunt of manner, but they could have really basically just said like it. We okay.
0: don't want your sub-jobs to be at level 50.
1: I mean, so. it would have been just as easy for them to just say if we didn't want certain abilities to be used that it's, you know, primary job only, Right, right but i guess they you know, verdict was held the players in the japanese said providing their feedback with this in mind which is possibly why there were more votes for 99 than there were 100 which i thought was a little peculiar because i think on the on our our end anyways it seemed like people were more favoring the 100 so
0: i mean that would be kind of cool i mean i can't think of anything just like off the top of my head that would be like game breaking that would be yeah i know you know
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's what i said i was I was looking at that and going what would really be game breaking at this point by giving people level 50 support jobs
0: right like what would be that game breaking
1: let us go to level 150 what's the difference <laughs> yeah could <laughs> <laughs> you imagine that level 75 subs
0: <laughs> yeah that would be pretty that'd be pretty insane
1: yeah, so that was uh, that was sort of the the first little issue or topic they had up for discussion. That was actually it's been quite dated now. That was posted originally uh, it doesn't have the date. Oh yeah, it does on the tenth. So that was a little ways back. The uh, the next topic they had that they were sort of talking about was the job adjustments manifesto for Blue Mage, and they got some tidbits. For you about upcoming spells that we're currently Looking into adding while under The effects of unbridled learning And the three spells that they List here was Absolute Terror Gates of Hades and Pyrrhic Bulwark hmm. uh, We'd consider the Pixie special abilities Spring Breeze, Summer Breeze Autumn Breeze and Winter Breeze But they are too powerful So they are pretty unlikely to be implemented Wow so I think, I think though, this is probably the first time we've ever seen the dev uh, or community reps in any kind of post actually list specific spells for blues.
0: That's true because they're always like more spells,
1: and then the blues spend an entire month figuring out which ones. Right. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> so I mean, I guess in some ways it gives you a little bit of a heads up. In some ways it doesn't. Uh, the next one that they uh, that they posted up about was um, they were discussing Beastmasters, actually. So you'd actually probably like this. And um, they listed a few pets that they were thinking of implementing all along. Mm-hmm. And you may be surprised. Uh, but one of which was Adamantois. What? So they were planning on implementing Adamantois, the smaller type from Abyssia. Don't worry, they won't cause the ground to rumble non-stop. <laughs> Although, I think that'd be pretty cool.
0: <laughs> it would be.
1: Um, so, Adam a twice one pet jug that they're planning on doing all along. So, again, like, we don't know 100% if this will happen or not. This is just... Probably not. <laughs> <you> know, <before. laughs> Yeah, they'll think about it afterwards and go, nah. Um, the next one was Apkallus. So, there will wow. be some sort of Apkallu. Little penguins.
0: I don't know, though. With pets that they're, like, adding these days, they, they have, like, other stuff that they can do. They're not just a pet. They can also, you know, they also have Treasure Hunter or they also do other things.
1: That's true, too. Yeah. Maybe uh, maybe Adamantois would be just, like, a a tank or something.
0: Mmm, tank. <laughs> That's what the sheep are now.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Awesome. I just okay. always think of Genbu. Yeah, me too. Like,
0: <laughs> what? That would be insane.
1: <laughs> Little gen-boob jugs. Uh, hippogriffs actually... Did you say the- gen-boob? Gen-boob jugs,
0: yeah.
1: Well, <laughs> oh. jug. uh, We will continue to reference your feedback when we consider adding more pets in the future. We hope you're all looking forward to the next round of pet additions once the cap is raised. So they then posted again, um, something to the effect of asking people... Uh, what sorts of pets they'd be interested in. And many people uh, voted for uh, scorpions. Hmm. And (laughs) for those of you who voted for scorpion, I understand your disappointment. However, please realize that though this was a number one pick for EN players, this selection was based off of all regions. Also, please keep in mind the dev team needs to consider all aspects of potential implementation and therefore has to make The final call themselves. I really don't like when they make posts like that. (laughs) Thanks for all your input. But at the end of the day, we're going to make the final call on this one.
0: Right. It's not really up to you. It's up to us.
1: Sorry. (laughs) In the nicest way possible, I suppose. So that was that on, uh, on Jug Pets. And the last thing... I saved the best for last, was um, Puppet Masters. They are fu- currently finalizing uh, Puppet Master adjustments. So for those of you pups who aren't uh, creeping the forums and you need us to, uh, to break the news to you first, uh, they're looking at introducing a few different attachments. Uh, one that increased the effect boost based on number of maneuvers for the following attachments. Uh, So strobe, inhibitor, flame holder, steam jacket, auto repair kit 2. Lowered the required capacity from 2 to 1 for the following attachments. Reactive shield, scope, Scherzen, and volt gun. And they had various attachments, uh, adjustments as follows. And there's actually a a large list, so I won't go through all of them. But uh, if you're a curious pup, take a look on there because it's one of the fresher posts. Just in the last day or so. Fresh biscuits. Fresh biscuits from the biscuit. That's right. Um, Just to top it all off. So those are just some of the things they're going to be introducing for attachments. Um, Automatons. uh, They're going to re-examine automaton logic. Um, Add and adjust spells. So recast times for spells will be set up independently for each category such as enhancing enfeebling magic, etc.
0: Automaton logic is important. They are robots, in fact.
1: Yeah. So I kind of wondered because a lot of pups were asking for um, interactiveness between their their puppet and themselves. Right. So I'm curious if maybe that has something to do with what they were asking for because I know that the one um, lifetime pup in, in Marling Shell...
0: Do you know what would be cool if they could like... Have something to where, like, if you're a puppet master and you have your puppet out and active, you could like actually like ask it questions about the game.
1: Well, that's that's sort of what people were asking for. They wanted it that to be, would be like cool. That would be they wanted so it to be more cool. interactive. They wanted so it was you know it would talk back to them and maybe they could you know do like different emotes and stuff and get the the pup to do some different things. So. um they're going to add some more spells too: um, protect one through four, shell one through four, stone skin, haste, phalanx, erase, absorb attributes, dispel, dread spikes, addle, and regen four. Uh, but it does have a side note: phalanx and stone skin are only for the master. There's a couple other uh, spells that it lists there: cure four, cure five, uh, tier four elemental spells. Um... Lots of stuff. Sharpshot automaton adjustments. Um, distance adjustments will be removed for ranged attacks. So Sweet. And then I... Puppet Masters are going to get even more stuff. Even more stuff? Yeah, they're going to get abilities themselves. Oh? <laughs> yeah. Um, they're going to get a job ability that removes automaton status ailments. Okay. Um, That's nifty. Level Level 30, recast time, one minute. Um, uses automaton to fix automaton status ailments.
0: Sweet. What's it called? What does it say?
1: They don't have the names for them. Okay. So, I like I said earlier in the post, it just says, you know, these are just some of the finalizations they're getting towards. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: I'm sure if you keep your eye on the job manifesto for Puppet Master... They will be posting a lot of these things um, as they get finalized. And then, of course, it'll go to the test server, too. Right. I'm sure. Awesome. So.
0: Thanks, Bursty.
1: No problem, man.
0: All righty. We got some emails. Obviously, we didn't do a show last week, so we have doubled the emails this week, and we have a total of three.
1: So that means we had one and a half emails <laughs> last week.
0: Average. Average, yes. Mm It's an average
1: day at the office.
0: (laughs) Alright, so the the first email comes from Darkblood of Lakshmi. He says, uh, Hello, hosts of PFA. I'm a big fan of the show and Final Fantasy XI as well. Or maybe not anymore. See, as someone who has been playing for a while, this recent batch of updates has been so weak that it truly made me stop playing. With no foreseeable change in the future, why would I keep putting money into a game that refuses to develop anymore? Anything more. While the cries of PS2 limitations have been heard for years now, it's no longer a valid excuse. Not only that, but if Square Enix has no wish to hire more people to work on the game... Since they all left to go to 14, a game that now shows extreme potential and promise, why should we pay for a game that has one foot in the grave already? I don't want to be a naysayer or someone with no faith in the game, but why shouldn't shouldn't I be since recently Square has given me no reason to think otherwise? I'm sad to say it, but I think that eleven is on its final decline. They can pull it out, but with a company that has taken so long to do anything we asked for, I won't be holding my breath. I'd rather put the time in fourteen where the director doesn't make excuses and isn't actually trying or and is actually trying to involve the community and make a positive change. Thanks for reading this email and thanks for giving us a great podcast for all these years. Sincerely, Dark Blood of Lakshmi. What do you think about that? Final Fantasy Eleven on its final decline?
1: Very blunt, I have to say. <laughs> Very
0: blunt indeed. Well, he you says know, it he's... how
1: he sees it though, and I mean, you know, they don't really give us much reason to believe otherwise, right?
0: Um I remember back when in, at the dawn of the Final Fantasy XIV beta, you know, before that happened, we were all kind of getting together, going, "You know, what what's going to happen to Eleven when fourteen comes out?"
1: Didn't we do a live show about that?
0: <laughs> we, yeah, we we did, we did. We're like, "Well, what what are we going to do? You know, are we all going to go to fourteen, or is this game going to die after fourteen comes out? What's going to happen?" Well. You know, some people are like, "Well, what if fourteen comes out and it doesn't do very well? You know, will we still all come back and play eleven? What's you know what's going to be the deal?" So I guess like at this point, it's like, you know, Final Fantasy fourteen came out; it wasn't as successful as we had all hoped it was going to be. But at this point, they really they, they he's right; they don't have the resources, you know, actually developing Final Fantasy eleven anymore
1: and it's the thing too is that I mean a lot of people have that sort of sense of false hope that um, you know it's just a matter of time before they start bringing those developers back to to focusing in on on content for 11 but I think ultimately at the end of the day they're, they're looking to make 14 into their flagship and unfortunately for 11 I think you're probably going to get much of the same of what you're seeing right I, now. I
0: agree with you 100% on that you know they just, for those of you that did not listen to the Aetherite radio show or that have been living under a rock, they just announced that the it's <laughs> 2.0 uh, version of 14, which is going to be a complete remake of the game. Like, they're seriously, they're starting with brand new hardware, software, development tools, and making a new game for us. While all the while we're able to, to play through this conversion... And here we are in eleven with like, you know, the only new content that we're getting is like,
1: you recycled know, recycled content.
0: Promy BCNMs. you yeah. know, it's like not not impressive on the new in the new. Uh,
1: it's not impressive, but you know, here's the the sort of mentality you get from some of your your more veteran players. It's they, you know, they still feel that sort of attachment to the game they still love it I I feel like myself sometimes I'm in the same boat you know I I can't hit that cancel account button because I just feel so attached to the game that I you know I need to need to at least log in a couple times a week and run around even if it's doing next to nothing but um, you know it just feels like with the content they're coming out with you know if if void watch is supposed to be the future for most people, it doesn't really suit their interests. And yeah. so it leaves a lot of veteran players in that sort of tough sort of situation where they, they're, they're really contemplating as to why do we keep playing the game? Just like, obviously, this, this person who wrote this email feels, you know, why do we keep playing the game when the only content we're getting is just like, you know, enough to hold me by for a month or so until the next thing comes out? Yeah. I don't know. I had a question, actually, since you mentioned the Final Fantasy XIV thing. I I asked, actually, because Fusion X, because as you mentioned at the beginning of the episode, he's going to get an opportunity to talk to some of the developers mm-hmm. uh, for Final Fantasy XIV. And he was taking questions from people on the forums as well as uh, through the chat. But one of the things I submitted to him was, if you remember last year, around the launch of Final Fantasy XIV... They had a um, payment grid for the two games.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So if you were a subscriber to both eleven and fourteen, uh, you, I think it was something to the effect of like you'd pay the twelve ninety nine for your fourteen account, Right. and then it was like, what was it like half price on your half on your price 11. on
0: eleven? Yeah.
1: So I was curious. I wanted them to ask them if they still had any sort of. Um,
0: that's a good question.
1: If they had any sort of idea as to whether they were still going to do that, because I think that... well they would
0: they would have to now because it's like oh, they've already you know they've already kind of given they've already kind of fed that to us so they can't they can't reneg on that
1: yeah right so and the other thing is is that you know with that two announcement came the announcement that they're going to start charging for fourteen as well. And I think that was within the next few months, anyways, that that's going to start happening. So if they I, are going
0: to. I don't remember when they said that they were going to start charging for fourteen, but I don't think it'll be for a while. I thought it was. Okay, I'll, I'll look it up. I'll get back to you.
1: I thought he. I thought I'd read in the in the posting for because I read the thing for for two when it came up. Yeah. And they just said the translation of what he was saying and. They had actually mentioned that, yeah, that was one of the things for 14 that they wanted to start charging people for it. And even though the game wasn't in a in a sort of state that they feel is you know 100 ready to go, they feel that it's at a point where they could you know start charging and you people know what? that are going to be supportive of the game will support it.
0: You know what I um, I agree. I think the game, you know, while obviously it's not done, they've certainly shown that they're. That they're working a lot on it. I, I, I think they're that showing, the game I think
1: they're showing a, a level of commitment that merits them asking now for the game to be paid for.
0: I'm gonna find out exactly when it is that they're planning on charging. But
1: at this point They didn't have a they didn't have a date specifically to set in the next like couple updates or something like that that it would be it would be coming. They were hoping yeah, to start this it's... fall or something.
0: I think it's going to be I thought they said, like, it'll be a while.
1: I had thought PS3 launch would be the kind of the time point they'd do that. But, like I said, my question out of all of it was basically, if they are going to start charging for 14, as someone who plays both, and I know you do, mm-hmm. and I know Fusion does, and I know I do, is that something that's still on the table? Are we still going to... Because, I mean, to me, if I'm faced with that kind of question in my own mind... You know, if I got to pay both full subscriptions for both, I mean that kind of acts as a deterrent for one, right?
0: Yeah, no way. When they when they start charging for 14, you'll get. I'm 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 positive that you'll get the, the half price on 11. Uh, you know, they they said that they wanted to do that from the get go. You know, yeah. So,
1: remember yeah, their map it's... thing only said for about six months though, and then they were gonna reassess and make a different plan. So.
0: I don't know I, I hope he asks that question because that's uh it's
1: a good question right
0: it's legit yeah that's a legit yeah. question
1: i know i asked him tonight i just gave it to him tonight so i hope he has a chance to throw that in there for tomorrow but uh i got another email if you want me to all right
0: take... go for it
1: okay i'll read this one and you can look up that uh that thing there from the i'm pretty sure it's in the 2.0 uh translation uh, so this is an email from Laro of Asura. He says, "Good morning, gentlemen. Laro of Asura here, formerly apathy of Leviathan, and former, formerly Laro of Kitesith." Um, so those are both servers. Is Leviathan still around?
0: Mm-hmm. I'm on Leviathan,
1: but Kitesith we... is now on Ragnarok. K-Sith
0: is yeah. Kitesith is on
1: Ragnarok. All those Kitesithians are on my server now. Uh, finally getting around to writing you an email. I have felt your sorrow at the lack of emails and felt compelled to do my part. My only important question for you is, do you think Last Stand could be a besieged slash campaign type event hosted in Tavnazia before it is destroyed? I think this would be fun and would satisfy the yearning in all FFXI players for seeing Tavnazia before it is destroyed. Obviously, gear drops would have to be integrated into the system, but other than that, I'm not sure how else they could make this content relevant aside from the gear. Hmm. Last stand, honestly, I'm kind of looking at it in the same sort of uh, scope, I guess is the word I want to use, as I've seen Square sort of use for Void Watch. You know, it's, Void watches. is, if you think about it as a system, it's kind of a little bit of hybrids from a lot of different, you know, it's a little bit of uh, ZNMs, it's a little mm-hmm. bit of uh, VNMs, you know, it's it's basically right. a little mishmash of sort of everything, and a little bit of Abyssia too with the proking system. So I kind of see Last Stand almost being maybe like a, a sort of recycle of maybe like a Dynamis slash Limbus slash... Sky kind of thing, like that's kind of what I thought it would end up being. I, I really don't see them. I, I know a lot of people want to see Tabnasia. I really don't see them using Tabnasia in the way we would like to see it. Mm-hmm. Unfortunately,
0: I, I agree.
1: I think I think we have probably better. Idea. See now
0: now that you've said that, they're gonna be like, hey, new stuff in Tabnasia that you can go do. Check it out.
1: Check it out. You can talk to this NPC. Yeah. (laughs) Yay. (laughs) Um, Just to have a bit of fun with you fine folk, I would like to briefly share an embarrassing noob story. and would like both of you to follow suit with your most embarrassing or most epic adventure stories. Here goes. I was leveling Sam and had just begun collecting AoF armor for the job. I asked my LS leader, Daze... For assistance with my coffer key in Cuftal Tunnel, to which he graciously agreed. So off we go, killing robber crabs and hoping the key to drop without taking hours and hours. About an hour later, we see a large group of people fleeing in terror to the zone entrance of Cape Terrigan. One little Taru stopped next to us and simply shouted, Guivra. Guiver! Yeah. Guiver! Guiver!
0: <laughs> Guiver, <laughs> Guiver, like in slow motion, running toward the exit
1: <laughs> before going <laughs> out <laughs> Guiver. I found this intriguing because just two days earlier, Days and another veteran of the shell, Thepe, the I want to say the pain, the pain, yeah, the pain. The pain. I like that name. The pain. The pain. We're talking about how they had how, had had hilariously terrible run-ins with this monster. Shortly after that, a coffer key dropped and went, and we went hunting for the coffer. I was terrified running through the area with my white-nage sub for sneaking and viz panning my camera left and right constantly. Fortunately, the beast was nowhere to be seen. Near the Altepa Desert entrance, I found a coffer and shouted with glee. Running over and picking up my moldy old gauntlets. Tossing up Sneakin' and Viz once more. I run over to the to Daze, who was resting in the corner after fighting off a haunt who had aggroed me. We were preparing to warp out and I felt my controller start to shake. Panning the camera, I see a huge dragon with a hideous grin bearing down on us. As if I were whispering, I typed into chat, uh, Daze, before Guiver went to town on him. Thinking to save my friend, who was a derg 75, I attacked without thinking. I didn't bother to throw up Saigen or Third Eye. All that was on my young samurai mind was, save your link leader. After Days died in three hits, Gwyver turned to me and swallowed my fighting spirit with one bite, dropping me to the floor. Hilarity ensued afterwards. A party-killing sandlings attracted Guiver's attention, and he rampaged through their camp, slaying them all. Good times. Apologies for the long email, but I figured you guys needed it. Keep feeding us the biscuits. Good times.
0: I remember taking. I think there were only four of us, and it was level seventy-five, and we took pets into uh, into the tunnel and 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 slayed him. He's worthless, though. He doesn't drop anything at all.
1: Isn't that terrible?
0: It is. It is adorable. He was killing our and stuff, and we were just charming worms to fight him. It was crazy. Crazy! But it was fun taking him down. It definitely was. We were heroes.
1: Have you ever had a noob experience where you got stomped over by something?
0: Oh my gosh. Many, many times. Many times. Um... I remember being in Garlier's Citadel just fighting bats and stuff and beetles, you know, what you do. And then like one of those huge bat trains someone was like bringing in like brought one of those tainted fleshes up. Oh my gosh! I was like, what the hell is that thing? (laughs) Oh my gosh! Um... I, I've gone through many times where I've been coffer hunting and stuff ha- Stuff. really funny things happen if you level Beastmaster because like you'll, you'll kind of like frantically be looking for a pet or something to like de-aggro the mob that is attacking you or you like accidentally attack something or your pet comes uncharmed Oh man, that's Beastmaster is so much fun because just crazy stuff happens. Like your pet comes uncharmed in the middle of a fight, and like you accidentally charm the mob you were fighting instead of the mob that you had as a pet, and then you're like, "Oh well, crap! There goes my XP." And fun, fun stuff. Beastmaster. This message is
1: brought to you by Beastmaster. Beastmaster's anonymous. Loving that beast since 2003. Absolutely. Um, I'm trying to think if I had like a... I had a run-in with Guiver before. I was trying to... I think I was trying to do the same thing. Maybe coffer hunting or... I was just running through the zone, I think, on Ninja. hmm And uh, I was coming down that ramp into the main room where um, I'm trying to think of the mob that pops in there. It's like a lizard. It used to drop something that was like... Sought after for darks. You know the room I'm talking about.
0: I'm trying to think. It was a, a a regular crab mob.
1: No, it's like a. It was
0: like a lizard. Hmm.
1: In I want to say rooftop? it started with an L. Dark knights always wanted. It's like back piece.
0: I don't remember.
1: It used to be worth quite a bit back in the back in the in the old times.
0: Okay. But I was running.
1: I was running down there to cut through so I could go and get the um. OP for um, Cape Terrigan. Yeah. And I remember I was just kind of like strolling down the ramp and all of a sudden, like the screen started shaking and I'm like, what the hell is going on? Because, like, you know, when you're looking at a computer screen, it shouldn't start shaking. I thought there was like an earthquake happening because I had the lights all out. (laughs) So (laughs) the lights were all out of my room. I'm just seeing the screen shake and I didn't realize it was just like the screen for the game shaking. And I kind of panned the camera around, and then I saw this gigantic Wyver just starting to chomp at me. So I tried to, like, throw on all my evasion gear and try and throw up shadows. But, like, I, I literally was just mashing at the keyboard to try and stay alive, and then I got stomped on.
0: Fail stomped, yeah. Once yeah. once Wyver gets you, he's he's going to eat you,
1: for sure. Yeah, you got no way of getting away from that guy. hmm. Just stay out of his way. Balls.
0: Okay, um, that's all the emails that we have. Sue, so, there's a couple things. Um, podcast awards voting. Um, you better vote. Gamer Escape Radio has been nominated for the podcast awards this year. Woohoo! So instead of uh, just PFA or just Limit Break Radio or just Aetherite Radio uh, they've kind of given us a little uh, an umbrella nomination so it's Gamer Escape Radio so it uh, encompasses all of the shows um, you can vote once a day so you can vote every single day for radio
1: and just so you know it resets at midnight so if you're listening to this as we're recording it, well, then you can vote right now. Um, the voting closes on October 27th at 2100 Eastern. If you don't know your 24-hour clock, that's 9 p.m. Um, It'd
0: be cool to win this year. We've been nominated like almost every year. I was going to say, at I the think last few years.
1: in all the years I've been listening to PFA, I, I'm pretty sure this has come up at least every year as a topic. Yeah,
0: this is not new this is not new info for you PFA fans. We've been doing this for years. We've never actually won though. So I'd and, like to And win. you know
1: you kind of got to wonder maybe that's just due because um, you no, know everybody be, was everybody it. was doing the separate shows before, right? Everybody's in one big family now. Yeah. You, you put it in the oven and you win. That's right. <laughs> Fresh win biscuits. Fresh Wind Biscuits. Vote for Gamer Escape Radio. Uh, if you look on the website, it's podcastawards.com. Go down to the gaming tab. It's about halfway down the page. And yeah, submit your vote. You do have to put in a little bit of information at the bottom. Um, but uh, you That's, know. Okay. That's okay. That's okay.
0: Fine. That's fine. It takes like two minutes every time Not you even. vote. And you can vote twice a day or once a day. Twice if it's at night. If you do it like before midnight and then after midnight you can vote twice.
1: I just had like a, a flashback of like having to go and collect tags and at Urgan all the time.
0: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like kind of the JP same concept. JP Midnight Quests, go go.
1: Yeah, it's just like JP Midnight Quests, except you have to vote Eastern Standard Time now.
0: Okay.
1: So. I was looking at some of the other ones on there to see if I like I even knew. Any of them, and a lot of them I was just kind of like totally out of left field, like uh, sports podcasts. I thought for sure there'd be like some of the NFL ones that are on there. The only one that made it was ESPN.
0: So Pet Food Alpha, in a sense, is in the same realm as ESPN. How does that make you feel? That's pretty awesome.
1: It's putting you right up there on a a pedestal. It really
0: really is. They, They probably just like just, like, find a bunch of gaming podcasts. We don't even care what it is. <laughs> All right. Our email address is petfoodalpha at gamerscape.com. Our website is uh, ffxi.gamerescape.com. See, I'm still fumbling over that. You're
1: still fumbling, eh? It's tough. We have been just... reading one address for five years, and now you're I know.
0: And there's I, also radio.gamerescape.com, which you can use to join us in our FFO chat and chat with us. And there's the forums that you can kind of chat it up in. And uh, that stuff is kind of going on. So that's 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 kind of cool.
1: You can follow people on Twitter.
0: Yes, you can.
1: Like we said earlier there, you can uh, follow uh, FusionX at Dirg Yeah. If, if you want to find out all of his interesting escapades while well, he's in L.A., yes at pet food alpha is also on there
0: yeah absolutely if you get if you if you follow pet food alpha then you can get notifications when the show goes up ding ding fries are done
1: and if you updated your iPhone in the last week you will get those and they will wake you up at six o'clock in the morning <laughs> <laughs> mine went off last night I was at 6 a.m. I was it woke me up. I was like, "What? What the hell?" Lols. Yeah.
0: All right. Uh, thanks very much for joining me tonight, Bursty. I don't. I don't no think that I've been able to record the show uh, without you there. As I would have done it by myself, and that would have I'm been. I'm bailing
1: out Fusion X for the second time this month, or was it this? Yeah, close enough.
0: Yeah, close enough.
1: Second time in a month.
0: Yes. All right, thanks so much for tuning in this week, and we will see you next week right here on Petfoot Alpha. Say goodnight, Bursty. Good night.